You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. When you say, is it him, is it not? It is Dave Rothenberg with you right here on 98.7 ESPN. And now you can sit back and relax. And like, Woo, I know he's here. I don't, and we got three hours to spend together. 10.30, Stump Rothenberg like we always do. 11 o'clock, R.J. Bell. 11.15, encompassed in the R.J. Bell hour, is going to be the football frenzy. By the way, we give R.J. Bell a, uh, a hard time when he loses games, and we will do that again. He took Houston again. He's getting clobbered on Houston. Second time he's taken them. Plus 17 against Buffalo, they lost. Plus 18 against Arizona. They led 5 nothing and still lost, I believe, 31 to five. So here we are, week eight now of the NFL. Jets are really bad. Giants are really bad, but at least got a win last week. So I mean, I think the the story with the Jets is is almost more of the same. And I, and I think it starts to become. We're gonna we're gonna lead with the Knicks in a moment, but I think the Jets. And we'll get into the Jets in a little bit. Starts to become. Are you losing faith? And I mean, listen. What are they? One in five, right? We're seven weeks in. They've had their bye. They're one in five. So. It's so earlier in the uh, in the tenure of of Rob Sala, but it feels like it's more of the same. And and think about what they are like. This is a bad bad football team. You know they're not one in five by accident. They're they're bad. They can't score points. The quarterback has looked overwhelmed. Now they they have to trade for a quarterback because this kid's going to be out for for two to four weeks. There's no way, by the way, there is no chance that he can be out for two weeks. And they trade for Joe Flacco, and he can't play Week One. Like if that, like that would mean to me that that they're almost inept, right? It has to be that Zach Wilson is going to be out four, five, six weeks because if he's going to miss two weeks, and you go out there and trade for Flacco, and he doesn't even report where he's even able to play Week One, you've traded for one week of Joe Flacco. So we will unpack certain things going on with the Jets right now and. And I think it's fair to have some concerns about Joe Douglas and Rob Sala and, and what they are. And I don't think I don't think panic should set in, but I think realistically you should probably have some concerns. And I think I mean you listen to Greeny's show; he's on every weekday, uh, Monday to Friday, which is I guess every weekday here, ten to noon on ninety eight seven, and he's he's terrific, and he loves the Jets probably more than just about anyone I know. And he's at the point where he just can't fathom where we are at this organization and what they've done with this organization. So we will we will get to the Jets a little bit later uh, during the show. Giants as well, but the Giants are a Monday night um, this week against the Chiefs. And I, I said before uh, on our show this week, uh, DPH on Rothenberg, I, I think the Giants are going to get hammered on Monday. Like uh, I, I love the people that start to buy in. I mean, the Giants led 5-3 late stages third quarter against Carolina, and they closed out the game well. Carolina stinks. Giants aren't very good. So the idea that they're going to go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, and if they do, does that change the narrative? 100%. 100%. But realistically, you look at the Giants. I, I, don't, I don't know how you can do that. I really don't. Like, the Giants go into New Orleans. They, they beat the Saints. It's a good win. You know, but again, they, they, were, they, were, they were very lucky, I thought, to win that game. They played well down the stretch, but they were down double digits fourth quarter. Lucky to win that game. And then after that game, everybody, oh, look at the Giants. Now, now things are going to start rolling. They go out there 500-plus yards of offense to the, uh, to the Cowboys, and they lose the next week. So 
They win last week. Carolina, good. Defense plays well. Now all of a sudden there's this prevailing thought of, okay, things are changing. Giants are different. They're not. They're not, guys. They're a lousy, lousy football team. So maybe once in a while they'll pleasantly surprise you, but they're not winning more than five games this year. Really, I would be surprised at that. All right, so I, I want to start with this. And I'm, I'm, I'm loving where the Knicks are right now, and I can't imagine an 800-919-3776. So we'll, we'll start with the Knicks. We'll get into the Knicks in a little bit. We'll bring in Ty at, at 9.15 and say good morning and salutations to him and, and all that fun stuff that we do. I can't imagine how we have gotten from where we were at the Knicks to where we are so quickly. And I don't even mean that in a positive, to be honest with you. I, I'm uh, We do our show every morning from, from 5 to 8 here on 98.7. And all of a sudden, the Knicks fan, and I heard the K show talking about it yesterday as well. The Knicks went into Chicago and beat the Bulls. And the last three minutes of the game, the Knicks were awful, like as bad as you could possibly be. And I heard a lot of people upset that the Knicks almost blew the game. And my my thinking is, are you out of your mind? Like, if they would have lost the game, like they lost to Orlando, that was inexcusable. Orlando is awful. So to lose to Orlando is inexcusable. But they bounced back with a great win against Philly and another win against Chicago, and now they play New Orleans tonight, a game they should win. And, and I mean, this team is 4-1. and one. And now there are people saying, well, yeah, but, I mean, they barely hung on. And they, they narrowly won this game. So, I mean, they played well for 45 minutes, but they almost blew it. And game one against Boston, they almost blew it. And that went to double overtime, and they barely hang on to win. Okay, so am I missing something here? This is the same team. The same team that, that can't win a game for a decade and now they're winning games and barely hanging on or not finishing the way you would hope and all of a sudden you have the gall to sit here and tell me, well, this is not the way they should be winning. They should play a full 48 minutes. Like I had the case show yesterday. They opened a show with their, you know, the Knicks win, but they're disgusted with the way it ended. They won. I, I don't understand. Now, I am not going to complain once this year about the Knicks winning a game. I'm telling you, not once. I don't care if they have a 40-point lead against the worst team in the NBA and, and the, the team goes on a 39-0 to zero run to end the game. Think of where you were and think of where you are. You, you have been the laughing stock of the NBA for years where no one wants to even go to the Garden to play with this team. The thought of landing a legitimate free agent is comical for this organization. And now we go from that to, yeah, but they were up 13, and they only won by one. Come on. Re really. Enjoy the little things, people. Enjoy the fact that the Knicks are 4-1. and one. Enjoy the fact that the Knicks are incredibly relevant. Enjoy the fact that the Knicks might have the deepest bench in all of basketball at the moment right now. Don't focus on the fact that the Knicks haven't been able to close the way you'd hope. Come on. I mean, you, you know what? That, I mean, it's the equivalent of the Jets going out there next season and winning game one 31-30. But they led 31-7, and the whoever 
went on a 23-0 run to end the game. That's where we are. We're so quickly, that's where we are, that now the expectation is the Knicks don't need to just win. No, 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 no. No, the Knicks don't need to just win. The Knicks need to win and play, give you a full, a 48 minutes from, from the opening tip until the closing buzzer. Listen, I don't love it either. And I was getting nervous against Chicago just as you were getting nervous against Chicago. But this idea that somehow there's a, they went into Chicago, an undefeated team with tremendous talent up and down their roster. Really, I look at Chicago and that starting unit, very, very good. And Chicago is a very tough place to play. And we're clearly the better team. Clearly the better team for 45 minutes. And you know what? The last three minutes were stressful and concerning and overwhelming and all the adjectives you want to put on it. And you know what else? The Knicks walked out of there with a victory. So you, you can do it. You can take the tact of, yeah, uh, but I don't like the way they won. And they, they barely beat Boston. And, and they, you know, the, the last three that the Celtics hit in the opening game, that should never happen. And you're right. It should never happen. But you know what? They won. And that made them want to know. And you know what? They went down to Orlando. And they beat them to the point where the game was literally over at the end of the first quarter. And then they beat up on Philadelphia this week, who looked like they wanted nothing to do with the physical competitive nature of the Knicks at the Garden. And then they go to Chicago and beat the Bulls. Barely. The end was not beautiful. But you know what they got? A W. And there are people out there complaining about it. Give me a break. Really. Really. If you're one of these people that has the gall to be like, yeah, but that's not, that's not how we want to. We, we need to play a more complete 48 minutes. You want to say you need to play a more complete 40 minutes? Fine. But you went out there and you won. And you're four and one. And you look at this team, and this is not a, a, a joke of a team. You know, you looked at last year and you're like, I don't, I don't understand how they're so good, right? I mean, we all had that conversation where you look at the Knicks last year. Like, I, I mean, Randall's just, at what point does he, you know, fade back to reality and Robinson is is always heard and and I'm relying on on Reggie Bullock and and Alec Burks and and quickly I I, I and, and Mitchell Robinson I I don't I don't understand it's Hodge Gibson I don't I don't understand how they're so good and somehow they were by the grace of God somehow that team was but you know what it, it took every ounce of squeezing the juice out of that last year to be able to get to where they were and where they got to. This team, the way I see it, is much better. If Julius Randle didn't take this team and carry them last season, the Knicks were going to struggle. This year, and I think this is the beautiful thing about it, I shouldn't need to see 46 minutes a night from Julius Randle. I shouldn't. I should be able to have a fresh and rested and healthy Julius Randle when I get to the postseason. So think about this now. I have depth like I haven't had in forever. And I can sit here and tell you when I get to the postseason and it doesn't sound like you're going to have people come and arrest me and bring me to the loony bin. That's where the Knicks are. Yet there are people out there that have the audacity to say, yeah, but they don't close the games the way I would like. The last three minutes against Chicago, that was, that was very upsetting. Yeah, you were scared to death. Would have been a horrible, horrible loss. Horrible loss. But you know what? They won. And that's what we focus on. The Knicks beat the Sixers. The Knicks beat the Bulls. The Knicks 
beat the Celtics. When was the last time you could say that about the Knicks? So you complain with your friends. On this show, we're very optimistic. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, if you want me and Rick, you can get us every Monday through Friday, 5 to 8, right here on 987 ESPN. By the way, uh, and Rick's like, oh, you're so mean to me. I can't believe you said this. I'm going to speak very nicely about him right now. Uh, he had his debut up in Bristol last night doing some uh, some studio analysis for the NHL, and, and the reviews that I got were that he did wonderfully. So very proud of him, and I'll probably text him later to see how it went, but but good for him. But uh, let, let's bring in uh, a man that apparently disagrees with me, that I always say good morning to at about, about this time every every single Saturday, and that, of course, is my esteemed producer, one uh, Ty D. Butler, as you know, Newhouse School of Communications. Good morning, Ty. David, good morning. First and foremost, before we get to the Knicks, yeah. um, I'm a little disappointed in you. Oh, here we go. If if Rick is someone you you hold you know in high regard, he's yeah. a dear friend. He's your dear co-host. That the, the show is doing fantastically, very well. Uh, five to eight, uh, you yeah. guys don't popping as some would say popping. It's lit as yes. the kids would say Monday through Friday. That's every weekday, by the way. Monday yeah. through Friday. <laughs> yes, I corrected myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, why? Like, why would you now have to rely on the reviews of others? Like, is this not an experience you can uh, involve yourself in in firsthand? It's a, it's a fair question. I think I have a very fair answer. We were not home last night. Why is that? What's going well, on? We were, we were out. Out doing what? Well, that, that's none of your business. That's more important than, and then Rick DiPietro making his debut on ESPN Plus? Well, we had plans. I don't know. I, I, I think that we I, should listen, treat I'm not this gonna event let, let you like sit if it's here. a giant game at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. You're not going to make plans there. So if you if you think that Rick is someone you, you know hold to such a high standard— it's is this debut. really where you're going to start? You know, I, just, I, I don't need this from you. I just, don't I, I don't. I really. I mean, I, there's already there's already a growing consensus that you are very <laughs> difficult to deal with, and maybe I should start to limit your time. No, and now, I just think for you, you should... to start, like I bring you on, esteemed, speak so nice, and then you go here right away. Uh, but I just think right that, away we support our brothers. Oh, man. For, okay. Let me ask you this now, Mister. I'm up in your face. What's that? Did you watch Rick last night? I was also out last night. Oh, <laughs> oh, how about that? <laughs> Little date night. He's not. Oh, oh, you know what? Really, I'm not you, you just soiled yourself. <laughs> you, you were like a child in a diaper. You just soiled yourself. <laughs> I'm not as close to Rick as you are, and he's not my co-host. Mm-hmm. At least yet. But um, so at least it. yet. At least yet. So you're vying for my job. I'm, I am. All right, let me ask you this. To take your job from. L- me. Let me ask you this. What's that? The new GM Scott McCarthy calls you. I hear he's a great guy. I'm a big fan. Big up, Scott. Says, uh, listen, Ty, I've been I've been monitoring you from afar. <laughs> You're tremendously talented, and I think you have a great, bright future in this industry and on this station. Okay. Um, I like Rothenberg. He's good. But I think you and Rick, the dynamic there would be better. And what I'd like to do is very under the under the radar – offer you his job. Now, if you accept it, we will move on from Dave. If you don't, this conversation never happened. What are you doing? My first question would be, is there a, a, a soft landing spot for Dave? Like, what happens to him? Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we haven't really gotten that far yet. Like, his contract is up in, in a couple months, and we, uh, we, we, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what happens. We, we might move on from him. We might give him, like, you know, overnights. He no, could, I don't he know could... if I can do that. You wouldn't do it? I don't know if I can. 
that that's a that's a tough situation to be in because uh, obviously you know being at this station those opportunities don't just present themselves no they, they certainly them don't and then, you, you know hard work meets opportunity but to just do that to someone who I consider to be, you know, a really good friend of mine, that, that's that's a difficult situation. So, but you'd have to think about it. Like that would be a a wifey kind of conversation, yeah, right? It's a wifey conversation. A wifey conversation. Sleep on it for a couple nights. Uh huh. He says, "Listen, I don't, I don't have, I don't have a lot of time. This needs to be decided upon now. We'll give you a three year deal. We'll give you stability. We'll give you vacation. Um, but we really, we want to invest in in Ty D Butler. I don't know if I can do it. Really, it's tough." It's tough. Really? Yeah. Jake, let, let me let me turn to you. Uh, same thing. Scott McCarthy calls you. Jake, listen, you've been doing yeoman's work, and I hear you. I hear you chime in from time to time, and I think you are now ready for morning drive. <laughs> yeah, I ch- chime in. Yeah, I, I hear you chime time. in. You do great chiming, and I think you're now ready for, for, for morning drive. <laughs> same scenario. Dave, out, you, in. What are you doing? You'll be listening to uh, DiPietro and Montgomery on Monday morning. Now, how about this? Can I? Throw I do this at appreciate you? your honesty, although you are a bad guy. A bad guy. Can I throw this at you, Dave? It's a yeah. cutthroat business, Dave. Uh, <laughs> so he presents that same uh, scenario to you uh, with the K show. He's like, "Listen, I love Michael, uh-huh. but clearly he's you know he's run down. The Yankees are. It's a lot. A lot of clearly work he's run plate. down. He says that to you. He's like the Yankees. <laughs> okay. It's a lot. It's a lot on his plate. Yeah, lot we're on thinking plate. about moving in a different direction. I think you, Don, and Peter would be fantastic. Oh, it probably would be. Yeah. Uh, what do you do there? Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. Really? No, I wouldn't. I would say, listen, I appreciate the opportunity, but when when Michael leaves and Michael leaves, you want to offer it to me, but I'm not going to sit here and have you do that. No, okay. I wouldn't even think about it. That's 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 a that's a good job, buddy. I'm not I'm not the Jake Montgomery of the station. <laughs> now we, now we know our allegiances. Now we know where 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 people, uh, you know, how they think. Dave, take a joke. You know I wouldn't do that to no, you. No, no. You know what? You're he, dead to he me. He was so quick to. to take I mean, your it job. took you no time to figure it I didn't out. Didn't even think about it. I mean, at least Ty said, "Let me think about it for a couple days," and then I, I I went back with, "I need a quick answer." You, it's like, no, exactly what I would do. Can I tell you why you're wrong about the Knicks? I'd love for you to tell me why I'm wrong about so the Knicks. You're going to be so wrong with whatever you say, but go ahead. Well, because I think you're treating two things as, as if they're mutually exclusive. Like, the okay, Knicks fan can be excited about what's happening. Because, look, uh, they're 4-1. and one. It's their best start in a decade, which just tells you 4-1 uh, and one We is know really how bad good. it's been. You don't it, need yeah, to recap that. We, yes. we know how bad it's been. So, yes, you should appreciate uh, everything that you're watching right now. Like, the Garden— being the way it was in that Boston game, that Philly game, going to Chicago, yes, you, you should be optimistic about the future. But also, you, you recalibrate your expectations because you don't come into the season the same way you did last year where it was just like, you know what, we're, we, we're along for the ride. This year, you have legitimate expectations. You have legitimate expectations. So you You're should, right. You should recalibrate you know, how you – uh, no, progress through the season. You're winning. You're winning games. I get it. So, so re- really, let, let me honestly. Next year, season starts. Jets start at three and zero, but they had big leads and they barely ha- hang on to win the first three games of the season. Are you taken to the airways and be like, you know, I I can't have this. I can't go it's, on it's like a, this. It's, it's a bad analogy because it's a great analogy. You're, you're one year removed from going two and fifteen. The Knicks last year the were over-unders the that they're going to be a 500 team, Ty. Yeah, but 500. Dave, they were in the playoffs last year hosting a a, a playoff series against and a, no an one, team. And no they one thinks been. they're going to be a top-four team in the Eastern Conference no this year. No one thinks that. But the reason why 
um, that series played out the way it did in the playoffs was was this what we saw against Boston in, in Game One and what we saw against Chicago late in games you need a closer so it's legitimate for the Knicks fans to feel like this could be a concern going forward because in order for us to have success this year but that's we, different we've that's, I didn't say that I didn't say that you can't look at it and say I, I don't like it and it's something that could rear its ugly head moving forward I I, I listened to the opening of the K show yesterday and they for, somehow were comparing the actually used the comparison of Super Bowl 25 with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, like, you know, the Bills are the better team for 58 minutes. The Bills lost the game. But that's it. Yeah, it, it, but it was also in re- – and I heard that part of the show. It was in reaction to a fan um, being uh, upset that they didn't talk about or they didn't spend the entirety of the of the segment talking about the first 45 minutes, which they gave them credit for. The Knicks won the game. They it's won the game. game. I mean, I, I don't understand Chicago. how the Knicks are winning games and people are, are about – well, they have to finish games. They finished the game. The most, they didn't finish it well, but the, they finished with more points than the opposition, and that's the goal of the game. To me, what was most impressive was, and as you alluded to this in the first segment, Randall goes 3-4-11 3-4-11 in any game last year. The Knicks are getting blown out. They go to Chicago in a game where he does that, and they win. So, yes, that's impressive. But They, they have re- a real bench. Quickly's not a, I mean, you're not desperate for Quickly. If Kemba Walker doesn't have it, that's fine. If Derrick Rose doesn't have it, that's fine. You have R.J. Barrett, who played well. You have Mitchell Robinson, who's insanely athletic and really adds a different dynamic. You, I mean, you still have Alec Burks. You have, you have, this is a different team, a different team, I'm just and they're 4-1. Those, those things can operate on the same axis. You now, can, I will tell you thrilled. this. And then say, listen, I, I just don't love the way we finished the game. <laughs> I, and I agree. And I, but I, I agree with that. We can't but, go the, three but and a half wh- minutes but, without But here's the difference. All those a whining options. about it, Ty. A whining of like it's unacceptable and I can't sit through that. You're, you, 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 you sat through 17 win seasons. You've sat through bottle flipping of LeBron James on your home court where all the, the opposition literally laughs at you. And now you're winning games, and it's not exactly the way you would like it to be. Give me a break. All of those scoring options you just outlined. You can't go three and a half minutes without scoring as as if these Bulls were were the 89 Pistons. (laughs) Like that. But they won the game. They won the game. They won the game. They did. But it's it's, it's now the That that is the only thing that really, truly matters. And you know what? I'll say the same thing tonight. I expect them to win the game tonight. They're going into New Orleans. They don't have Zion Williamson. They're not a very good team. Yeah, that team is dreadful. You the Knicks need to go in and win that game. And if the Knicks lead by 54 and win by two, you know what? I'd be like, oh, man, I wish they had won it a little differently. But we're 5-1, and one, and it's a great win. So you can call me and whine and bemoan how, oh, well, this is not the way I want to win. And I'll remind you, this is the Knicks that have been almost the laughingstock of all of sports for the last 20 years. I also think I know what's happening here. It, it's all, It's also a product of you being the giant fan that has to watch that debacle take place. So any complaint that comes across I mean, you're right. grateful. You're I right. I get it. I get I mean, you're it. 100% accurate. I you know what? I, I wish the Giants were narrowly hanging on to wins and were sitting here at 5-2. and two. <laughs> Could you imagine the I'd Giants? give a kidney for that to be the case. The Giants are up 24 at halftime on Kansas City. They managed to win by just one, and, and fans call into your show on Tuesday morning. Like, you know, we, we can't blow I mean, really, you can't win games like that. You've got No, and that's that. you just hit the nail on the head. It's that different. is unacceptable. You wouldn't feel the same way? No, it, it, that's Jets, different. Jets go out there. Cincinnati, they lead 27-0. They win 27-26. Is the reaction post game going to be like, yeah, but I mean, you can't allow an unanswered 26 <laughs> to end the game. It's, no. 
You can't, but it's a different situation. Like I said, the Knicks are a playoff team. I get it, They're but it's still the Knicks. And a year ago, a year ago from right now, you you th- this was the laughing stock of the NBA. You can't go from zero to where you are right now. By the way, you want to hear a very nice tweet? Oh, let's get it. Bob Pavlik tweets to me. I love Ty D. Butler. Oh wow! There we Need go. more airtime on Saturdays. Let's do it. Great show as always. I'm now I don't know if he's day. saying I like Ty more than I like you. Or if he's saying, I love Ty in addition to also loving you. Um, I think he's saying that he loves me more than you, to be honest. Bob, if you could clarify who you, who <laughs> you, you like better, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, and, and for all you out there, you, do you think there's, a, there's like a growing uh, amount of people that are th- listening to the show saying, boy, you know, Ty's just, he's just better. I, I don't know that, be- I, I don't know that we have to do the whole comparative analysis thing, but what I will say is there is an element of a, a of a youth infusion because you're like the <laughs> old guy. Like you're not all that cool. You're swagless. I think that's fair. You're swag- uh, I, I, mean, you're I will not say, I will not say old. I don't think 48 is considered old. I thought it was uh, 68. Got my- just being a Jerk. Got my numbers confused. I mean, I mean, really, honestly, and this is why people say you're. Last I saw you at RJ's wedding. I mean, the, what are you going to say? All the you look fan, like fantastic. Now, by the way, did you bring a gift to RJ's of wedding? Of course, or are you, I are you, did. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, of like like I me did. asking you that is an embarrassing <laughs> question. It is. Yeah, uh, you're taking shots at. Uh, are you taking shots at Peter? Peter still hasn't gotten the guy a gift. <laughs> he sent it to the wrong address. Uh, I, wrong I, address I, you right. know, you know why he did that? Because he doesn't care. <laughs> Really, <laughs> he, he, he honestly he might he does not care about anybody but himself, and I think that's that is I don't obvious. Think that's fair. I, I think you know sending the wrong address, not showing up to the, to the wedding with a gift. I I think that is that's a little much, but sending it to the wrong address. I've done that before. Well, you have not sent a wedding gift to the wrong address. Uh, oh, oh exactly. And, and, and by the way, do you know what kid? he did on on Wednesday? Uh, would you you got you you were married somewhat recently? How uh, how crazy and wild is wedding week? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Do you know that this guy texted RJ and said, uh, "Please send me the exact address of <laughs> where, where the wedding will be and directions to get there." <laughs> yeah. I I told you I had a guy who I'm no longer friends with on my wedding day text me and say, "Hey man, sorry, not gonna be able to make it tonight." Well, that's awful. That that's that's worse than <laughs> Peter. But the, no I mean, how, how you could first of all, did he not receive an invitation? <laughs> Can he go, not go to the Google and look up where in fact the Dude, place what is? Does he want like map quest directions? Yeah, he wanted RJ to like like baby him to like 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 hand feed him and where exactly the location was. <laughs> Here's the address, and if you take you know the West Side Highway, right? You know, yeah, face- uh, Peter, you might want to avoid the West Side Highway if you're going to leave at this time. Maybe take the hot shop and then get off at exit 18, or you can swing over to 95. It's like stop it. <laughs> The guy's getting married. He's paying for his own wedding. This is one of the great moments in his entire life, and and you think he's worried about how you're going to get there and directions? Oh, man. And then you don't bring a present, and then you send it, I use in quotes, and it never gets there because you sent it to the wrong place, and now he still hasn't received it? Did we confirm that it was actually sent to the wrong address, or is that just a way to buy uh, knows? Honestly, who knows? Now, at this this point— wouldn't you just Venmo the guy? <laughs> so, yes, or cash right? app or like, Apple like so, or whatever. Something, something. This, so this gift now has to be worth it. He, I think he's got to go at, l- at least 500 You think it's money? <laughs> if he doesn't, if he gets, what, is, what could he possibly get him? A Cuisinart? <laughs> like water, a nice little water bottle. I mean, really. No, it has to be money. 
and it has to be a sizable amount. It can't be just five. It has to be. I, I'm this thing has to be like six fifty because there's like a, an interest rate that starts to kick in. Yeah, I mean, poor RJ. Can you, you expect people to to get you gifts? By the way, uh, I have someone, and we'll break in a second. Come back and get to your next call. Someone in my so life. Fun here. Someone in my life that for our wedding, nothing. Wow. Same person was at Ben's bar mitzvah. Nothing. See, that's that. See, now you get the nothing. congratulations you played yourself because you're supposed to like have that um, in the back of your mind when you're inviting people. Like you don't bring them back after they. I, just... I, it, it, it's someone in my family. Yeah, but and you know. I mean, what, what I I, cha- I I ruin the entire family dynamic if if we don't invite this. This is person. someone important, and like this is like I have a, we, we have a small fa- a smallish family, yeah. But like this is like top seven in the family. Like I don't know tree. top seven, but it's someone that's it's in my family. I don't know if you if you come to my wedding, you're a family member of mine. You come to my wedding empty-handed. I'm inviting you to my son's bar mitzvah. Not that I would have a bar mitzvah, obviously, but whatever that version of. Of of it is in my culture. We're we're not having you invited to that that ceremony. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I I mean, we really we 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 change the entire family dynamic if, if this person wasn't invited. So when so, Alex so now, did. so now Alex is coming up soon, though. No? Uh he's in less than two years. Is this same family member going to get a third invitation? Yeah. <laughs> so that's your that's your fault. Well, you don't understand. We can't. So if you're if if someone close to to you, that's I mean a me- a member in your family. Doesn't gift you now? Don't invite them. I, a serious conversation needs to be had. I don't know if if wifey can handle it. Stop or it if, with the wifey, really. It's so unappealing. Uh, by the way, a couple tweets. Uh, Evolver TTV. I wouldn't call him better. I would say you two have a nice synergy. Nice. Uh, I Nick's would love forever, to see by, uh, Nick fan. Nick's at Nick's Forever Twenty Nine. Dave uh, ties better than Dave. There we go. Yeah, that's the same person that was whining about the Knicks not winning comfortably enough the other night. Um. And then Bob Pavlik writes back, come on, Dave, you're the king of sports radio. So that's king. nice and accurate. Uh, all right, so there we have it. 1-800-919-3776. Let's get into the Knicks. We'll get into, I mean, r- really, am I supposed to not invite this person that's a member of my family to Alex's bar mitzvah? I think like a, that a kind of party? serious conversation needs to be had on the front end. I, I think we just have to uh, like look at it and say we we know there's not going to be a present and we're not going to ruin the entire family relationship to die on that hill. But it makes it so awkward. It's not really awkward. It's just it's just a bad job by like, that. Person. Why would you? That's it, poor etiquette. This it's terrible. I'm not defending it's it. It's a lack of maturity. It's it's a just, lack of maturity. It's it's a it's a it's a Rosenberg esque. I don't care about you. But it's also you either condone it or condemn it. You guys are condoning it because you keep inviting this person to to family. Functions. So what do what do we what do we say? You have not been invited to Alex's bar mitzvah because you've neglected you to give a to, gift. You to, don't owe anyone an explanation as to why they're not invited to something. I don't know. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. Well, you can try. Many have. Very few have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by the very happy sponsor, the law offices of one Andrew M. Cohen. Now, Ty, 
my good man. What's up, man? Where are we as far as standings? We are 311 and 67. <laughs> uh, if you want to be reminded of what happened last week. Yeah, remind everyone. You finished 15 and 1, which, you know, on the surface, fantastic. That really is. The problem is you started uh, 10 and 0. And you made me take one more, didn't you? Made you take one more. And I missed it. We knew you were going to nail the, the uh, college trivia. You missed it. So it's where the one happened that, you know, left us in a little bit of a funk. But 15 and 1 is 15 pretty, and 1 is, pretty is, good. is great. And as right. I, I mentioned last week, you've never lost more than four uh, in a single stump Rothenberg. So let's nice. try to keep that streak. And no one has ever completed the, the, the double. So we got two, you know, two streaks we got to keep alive today. Yep. All right, let's go. Uh, good questions today, by the way? Uh, we've got some goodies. Okay. Let's go to Joe in Westchester. Joe, lead us off, my man. You're on stump Rothenberg. Okay, Dave, three plays in NBA history have averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds, and shot 80% from the free throw line. One is Larry Bird. The other two are still active. So it's 20 points, 10 rebounds, 10 and rebounds, what? 80% from the free throw line for a career. For a career? Oof. It's not Kareem. You said they're still active, correct? Two, correct. Mm. Ten rebounds. <sighs> Who's twenty ten eighty now? I think maybe Julius Randle, Anthony Davis. I'll say Anthony Davis is one. Am I going to get a uh, – you, want, you no. want both? Is that what you're looking for? That's a, that's a no. That's a, He's not Anthony – all right, so I guess I'll – um, God. Um – Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. Oh. And I, I've already got it wrong, so it doesn't even matter. So I'll just, I'll just guess when we think about this. Julius Randle. Joel Embiid. Okay. All right. So that's – give me the gong. Put him on hold. It's not a good way to start. Not a good way to start. Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Steve. I want to say to add to the daily stump for intrigue, there should be some ante in the middle, uh, maybe like a, a gift basket or a prize or something for the first uh, winner of that. We'll think about that. Maybe maybe we'll get something done. Okay, maybe I'm the guy today. We'll see. Maybe okay. you are. I got, a topical baseball, I got a topical baseball postseason question for you. Okay. Nice and simple. Who is the oldest pitcher to win a postseason game? Oldest pitcher to win a so a playoff game, right? Uh yeah, so this, this pitcher, not starting pitcher, the oldest pitcher to win a postseason game. Pitcher. So you so you think maybe Jamie Moyer, because he was definitely old. And I know he's the oldest pitcher to ever do it, but I don't I don't know if he's the oldest 
playoff game pitcher. Oldest pitcher to ever win a postseason game. I don't I don't think it's Jamie Moyer because I, I think he's the answer to uh, just the oldest pitcher period to win a game, but I don't think he was pitching the postseason. I'll give mm -hmm. one little hint. The oldest starting pitcher to win a postseason game is Roger Clemens at 43. This guy was a little bit older. I don't know. I'm going to know this one either. Um, and it's a reliever. Hmm. Tough question. Wasn't your prototypical reliever, but you don't, you don't, need, to, you don't need to baby me. You don't need to baby me. You know what? Give it a little hint here. It's a tough one. Yeah, I don't, I don't know it. I'll, I'm going to guess and say it was Jamie Moyer, but I'm confident that's incorrect. Not Jamie Moyer. 1998 on the Atlanta Braves, 44-year-old Dennis Martinez. <laughs> El Presidente. All right. We're 0-2. We, we need to – we really need to regroup here. Not great, man. We really need to regroup. Um, I feel embarrassed. Let's go to Parker in Brooklyn. Parker, at 0-2, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning. Uh, the uh, ostrich is the world's largest flightless bird. What is the world's smallest flightless bird? Wait, give give me this again. The the the, the smallest. Well, most people know the ostrich is the world's largest species of flightless bird. What is the smallest flightless bird in the world? Oh, it's like the island rail, isn't it? Uh, I need the whole name. Oh, you're pathetic. Really? I'm giving you the island rail, and that's not enough. Well, let me put it. If we were on Jeopardy. Oh come on, Ty! Ty, can you chi name. can you chime in? I think the island rail is good. Can you give us the full answer, but I, I, I'll take the island rail as, uh, as the correct answer. What, what were you looking no, for? What were you looking for? the whole name. What were you looking for? I need for? the whole name. What were oh you looking God. for, Parker? Do I need the whole, I mean, we need the whole oh, forget name. It. Hang up on Parker and ban him for a week. Really. Parker, so I know that it's that. the island rail is the smallest bird, and he needs, like, another another word in there. But don't ban him. Parker's a, he's a really I'm good I'm sorry. Guy. Next week when he calls, he's not allowed back on. <laughs> he's, he can't ban him, man. I can do whatever. It's my segment. I can do whatever I want. Come on, dude. He's, he's banned for a week. Anthony and Mayapak. Anthony, at one and two, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how you doing, Dave? All right. Uh, what city was the first state capital of New York? So it's not Albany, obviously. No, nope, not Albany. I think maybe Kingston, but I'm not sure. What else could it be? Could be Kingston. What else could it be? Poughkeepsie, I think. Was it Poughkeepsie at some point? State Capitol? Yeah, there's been a few. There's been a yeah, few. Yeah, no, I know. It's a good question, actually. I'm mm, I'm going to go Kingston, but I, I'm not sure if it's Kingston or Poughkeepsie. You got it, Dave. It's Kingston. Nice. Nice, Ty. You see that? That's a great pull. By the way, so you're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. You're a couple of percentage points away from being 3-1. and one. Someone just tweeted us, uh, at Justice for Don. The reason why Anthony Davis isn't on that list is because his career free throw percentage is 79.8. So you were that close. Really close. All right. 
And I guess that we don't round up here. <laughs> no, that's we don't. A, that's a shame. It's that's a, a shame. shame. <laughs> All right, now the, the the two people you have at the uh, lines one and two, those only want to play college. They move on for the. Uh, oh, those are the move honors. Yes, okay, the move honors. All right, uh, let's go to Anthony and Freehold. We're, Anthony, we're back now. We're two and two. We, we've 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 settled things down a little bit. Hey Dave, how you doing, my friend? Good. What's up, Anthony? So there have been two quarterbacks to win the national title and the Super Bowl. Who are they? It's not Peyton. Montana and Namath. Ah, you got it. Have a weekend, dude. Thank you very much. And that's that's three and two. All right. You know what? I was a little nervous, Ty. Now I feel like we've really righted the ship. <laughs> Well, you, you're never nervous. I was. I was like, God, we're 0-2. What a terrible way to start. We're, now we're 3-2. and two. Frank, Long Island. Frank, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good. Um, so, here we go. Hockey question. There's oh, been God. three goalies that have played for the Islanders, Devils, and Rangers. Can you name two out of the three? <sighs> I've heard this before. Is Kevin Weeks one of them? Heard this question before. Mike Dunham, I think, is one of the answers. Okay. Maybe the Beezer or Weeks. Is that is that your answer? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So you need. I need to give you two, correct? All right. Yeah. There's three of them that played, so I'm looking for two. All right. Um, oh, God. I think Dunham is one. And then I'm between John Van Beesbrook and, and Kevin Weeks. I think I've heard that it's Weeks. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with the, uh, I'll go with um, Dunham and Weeks. And if it's the Bees, I'm going to be very upset. You're right. It's uh, Dunham, Weeks, and, and Beezer. I got all three? Oh dear! Yep, you got all three. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow! How about that? What? What? That's four and two now, Ty. That is four and two. Wow! Uh, unbelievable! All right, uh, Jake, you're playing. I would love to play, Dave. Uh, welcome. Thank you. So I felt like we haven't really talked about Halloween. You're not a big Halloween guy. No, not really. Okay, that's fair. So I did want, especially wanna... when it's on a football Sunday. It's just a, <laughs> that's just a problem. That's especially fair. So if yeah. a kid comes to your door asking for trick or treat, you're not. You're one of those candy outside I, in a I, bucket. No, no, no. I, I will not even get up and approach the door. So you, my wife or my kids can handle it, or they can take candy from the bowl we leave outside. All right, that's fair. So my question for you actually deals with horror films. So oh in the right. almost century-long history of the Academy Awards, mm-hmm. only six horror films have been nominated for Best Picture. Only one has actually won the award. So I'm asking you what movie won, what horror film won Best Picture? So what horror film won Best Picture? Correct. Only six horror films have been nominated for Best Picture, and only one has won the award. Is Silence of the Lambs considered a horror film? (sighs) Dave, yes. Silence of the Lambs is indeed considered a horror film. Then I will guess Silence of the Lambs. You're no fun, Dave. That is correct. I don't even know how within in a split second you get it, but that is indeed the right answer. If I asked you the first horror film that was nominated, would you be able to no, get that? 
Oh, God. The I'm first just curious. Film? Yeah. So I said six. You just got one of them, which leaves five. Do you know the first horror film to be nominated? And this won't go towards Stump. I'm just curious. Is Phantom of the Opera considered a horror film? All right. So no, it is not. The first one was actually The Exorcist in 1973. Mm-hmm. Then Jaws. Then Sixth Sense. Then Silence of the Lamb. Oh, Silence of the Lamb before Sixth Sense. Black Swan see, and, I, see, and it's Get weird, Out. Because I don't, I don't consider it like, like Jaws terrifying, but I don't, I don't consider that a horror film. Well, some people do. You know, some people yeah. haven't gone in the ocean in like 20 I, I years. I think that's, you know, I was terrified of Jaws, but that, that to me, that, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope, that question. It's, you have to identify what actually is a horror yeah. film. Well, when I when I read the, the movies to Ty this morning, he mentioned I mentioned Get Out, and he said that's not a horror film, but I guess technically these films are horror films. Right. All right, so that that's a win for me, and that's four and two, yes? You got Silence of the Lambs. That is indeed the correct answer. Uh, Matt in Hicksville. Matt, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi. Um, there are only three scripted TV shows in history with more than 500 episodes. There's The Simpsons. And Gunsmoke, and what's the other? More than 500 episodes. Now, you're not, are you, like, can a general hospital be one of those, or no? Oh, that's not for a general hospital. Yeah. Prime, we're talking prime time. Prime, okay, so, all right, so it's got to be prime time. And you gave me which ones? Gunsmoke and The Simpsons. So it can't it can't be um, can't be Monday Not a Night news Football, show, right? Scripted show. Yeah, it can't be Monday Night Football. So so it wouldn't be Saturday Night Live either, right? Which I don't think is is even at fifty years. Um. Hmm. Gunsmoke was on forever. How about Bonanza? Could Bonanza be that? This is a this is a tough question. So it's got to be a nighttime show. Um, it can't be Jeopardy, right? Obviously. Is it a Law and Order? Um, Final. Oh, look at you! You're, you're pressuring me. That's uh, been on for a very long time. Because he's order, looking right? at the clock. And he understands that, you know, this is usually when we break. Yeah, no, I understand. Thank you for that. Um, All right. I will. Uh, God. I mean, 60 minutes, I know, but that's. You gave me gun smoke? Yes. I'm going to guess law, uh, law and order, but I don't know that I'm right. Incorrect. Is it Bonanza? It's... Nope. All right. It's good. Lassie. All right. <laughs> That's a shame. So that's five and five and three or four and three. That is four and three. You want a break? Uh yes, but I will. I'll tease this for you. Um, Chris and, and Beth Page called in. You know he's a staple of the of the. Segment. Loves loves Stump Rothenberg. Started the phone call by taking a shot at you. He says, unlike Dave, I prioritize my daughter's got to dance. So I would love to call in for the segment, but I've got to go deal wait, with that. Wait, he said I prioritize, yet still called in for the segment. Yeah, because he right. wanted to ghostwrite the question. So I'm uh-huh. going to give you his question. I think it's a pretty good question. It's very timely. So I'll give okay. that to you when we get back. And we return on Stump Rothenberg. Ty. How are you? So, uh, 
Yeah. I'm not, doing, not doing very people. well. Tell All right, people. so we're getting uh, some some tweets here. A lot of tweets. I, I mean, they're coming in like an avalanche. It, it looks like just last week, it didn't even happen that long ago, Law & Order SVU celebrated uh, its 500th episode. Uh, who called with that question, by the way? Uh, I can't remember who it well, was. Well, whoever it was, banned for the week. Next week, not allowed. Uh, so we're going to have to alter your record from 4-3 and three to 5-2. and two. So Gorgeous. congratulations to you, my friend. Thank you. Uh, we did see a Kristen Bethpage question. Or the World Series going on. Braves you you think two. that a lot of people held on for the for the, the tease of the Chris and Beth Page question? Well, I mean, we used to start teasing callers, actually. I think people will hold on for that. Oh, uh, yeah. Chris, Chris and Beth Page uh, watching the World Series. The Braves are up 2-1. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Baker, the longest stint between managing World Series at 19 seasons. He did it in 2 Now he's back this year in 2021. So who had... Uh, who owns the record for the longest stint? Which manager owns the record for the longest stint between managing World Series? Jake says he knows it. Jake knows so it. He's I only know this because this was going to be my Stump Rothenberg question a couple of weeks ago. Could it be Tony LaRusso? I'm going to guess Tony LaRusso. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Uh, what a bad guess that was. The, the answer is uh, Bucky Harris. Who? <laughs> oh. Good old Bucky Harris. Bucky oh, Harris. Come on. Man, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great trivia oh, question. Come they just on. put it on the Fox broadcast the other night. Come on. Everyone's rooting for when, Dusty. When did Bucky Harris manage? This wasn't even that long ago. His when? first World Series was 1925 with the oh, Senators. Oh, come on. And then in 1947, he returned uh, with the New York Yankees. You, you, it's timely. It's, you know. It's a. I'm 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 horrified by that question. For it's you, a, for for the fact that it's you only got 96 it, years you screened ago. it, you deemed it worthy, and then People and then know. you continued. Jake along. knew I'm the Yankees finished in 1938. It's an awful. <laughs> so he would have seen the. But Yankees Jake was thinking about it and probably thought to himself, you know, it's such a bad question. No, I'm not going to ask Jake, you. defend. Uh, uh, well, no, I saw it on the world. I saw it the same. I guess the same time he did. They had a graphic, and then exactly. I'm a diehard Yankees fan, and I have no idea who Bucky Harris is. So, so watch the a, World Series, Dave. It's a, ter- it's a terrible it's, question. It's a great have area. you been watching the World Series, Dave? Yeah, I have. Go Braves. No, go Astros. All right. Um, th- these these final three. Matt and Hicksville TV show. Is that a good question? Nah, it's a terrible question, but I put them on anyway. Come on, Dave. Oh, I, I see what you did there. All right, Matt and Hicksville. We'll see what you got. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hello. Hello. I just want to say, I said more than 500 episodes. Oh, my God. It's the same guy? Will you, will you hang up on this guy already? Oh, so he, he would have been on for college, for the college portion. Well, not anymore. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, is this a good question? Oh, it's a great question. And it's the same guy, like, mid-sentence already. <laughs> no, I've been talking the whole time. He would have been on for the college portion. Let's go to Dennis in Jersey. Jeez, Ty. Dennis, good morning. Dave. Yes. Dave, how many years between Bucky Harris's uh, World Series managerial stouts? Come on, what's your question? No, all right. So we here in the Tri-State area know Great Adventure. Yeah. But everywhere in the country, it's really known as Six Flags Great Adventure. Can you tell me what the Six Flags of Great Adventure are? What what they are? Well, yeah. It, it began as a, uh, a theme park in Texas. And the Six Flags represented something. Oh, it's um. Yeah, well, I'm looking for like, the Six Flags. They're flat. They're flags of 
are they six flags that have governed over over the state of Texas? You're you're correct with that, but what are the six flags that have All governed right. over the state of Texas? Okay, so it's it's the U.S. flag. Correct. The Confederate state. That's flag. correct. Also, Spain. Correct. Mexico. Correct. France. Is that a final answer with that one? Yes. Correct. And how many do I have? You have five. I have five. So I got Spain, I got France, and Mexico. Oh, the the Republic of Texas flag. Correct. Oh. He's excited for you. Well, he should be. That's a tough question. That's a tough question. I went to Six Flags a couple weeks ago. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Wonderful. I have no idea what the Six Flags stood for, but I was there at well, Fright now you, Fest. Now you know. You know what? Now, that's a question because now you know. And now when you go back, you're going to have And now when you go to Six Flags, you're like, you know what these Six Flags stand for? See, I, I like Great. that I nerdily like that question. It's going to enhance your experience. Yeah, I think it will. Itself. All right. Uh, are we ready to go uh, to go um, for the, the, the second round? Yes. We got to get out of here quickly. All so right. Let's stop it. it. Stop rushing me. RJ Bell is patiently waiting. Is he on the phone? No, he's not. Exactly. He's probably still sleeping. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, this is it. This is your chance at the Daily Double. Where did this guy go to Quest? Go to Quest. Go to college. Okay, here we go. Current member of the Utah Jazz, Hassan Whiteside. Marshall. You got it. Thank you. Boom. Uh, and, And lastly, Joe in Westchester. Rolando Blackman. I think he's Kansas State. Had a big shot in the tournament in like 1980. Vernell Rolando Blackman. Kansas State, final answer. Correct. Which leads us into our frenzy here. Ready? Tie. You're eight and three. No one. No one. Has gotten the daily double at this date. The streak is alive. All right, go ahead. Another streak we're going to keep alive. You never get more than four wrong. Devin Harris, buddy. Wisconsin. Boom. <laughs> Kerry Kittles. Villanova. Oh. <laughs> Baron Davis. UCLA. Wow. <laughs> Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Ooh. So you struggle with current players? Yeah, it's, suppo- s- it's actually supposed to be. He went to Texas, but for a minute, my first thought was uh, he didn't go to college, but obviously that can't be, so I'll say Texas. (laughs) For one year, I believe. (laughs) Correct. The answer was supposed to be that he didn't go to college. Well, no, that's why I was like, well, that can't be, and then I thought about (laughs) it deeper, and and then I got it. All right, uh, and lastly, uh, our guy, big fan of the show, Garrett Temple. Oh, I think it's LSU. Garrett Temple likes the show, huh? Yeah, big fan. Mm, That's nice. Confident it's LSU, but for some reason I just can't come out and say that. Yeah, he went to LSU. I'm 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 fairly certain of it. I'll go LSU. Is that supposed to be the answer? Uh, I believe that's the answer. Yeah. And you would be right. It is the answer. Thirteen and three. No daily double. No more than four correct or incorrect answers. You go, my man. The streak lives. Beautiful.
Absolutely beautiful. Bucky Harris is smiling in heaven right now. He's very proud of you. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's not with us anymore, Bucky Harris. Uh, I I probably should have checked that before I said it, but I, I'm. I'm I assuming... mean, he was the manager in 1922, <laughs> so I don't think he's still around. Yeah. Who knows? He died who, in who, 77. Who knows? Who really knows? You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, where Anita is on location today, right? Uh, he's uh, a little busy right now, but yes, I she understand. Is... He just said, "Go ahead, ask it." I asked the question, and then, and then he goes dark. He's like Buster only. Well, he's got a lot to do here, which you know. But, yes, Anita Marks is live from location today. Uh, she is from the Meadowlands Racetrack, so it should be a great show. So from 12 to 3? From 12 to 3. So you can go to the Meadowlands Racetrack and you can watch Anita's show in person is what I'm trying to get at. Yes, you can. And that's, that's wonderful. Are you going to go? No. <laughs> Why not? What Are you? I'm going to be here working. Well, would it make Wiz more sense that you on-site produce the show? No, I have to be here with you. I can't rob, rob myself of this opportunity. Well, you could be there in 20 minutes. No, I have to be yeah, here with you. Yeah, she needs hand-holding hand out there. Well, I, want, I, I, I have kids. I got, I got baseball I got to get bent to. No. Oh, someone at, by the way, you just I don't want to start. You I don't really don't want to do that. Uh, I mean, quickly, if you really need to, well, go because ahead. Because someone asked on Twitter, has Dave changed? Ask Dave if he's changed his mind about not no. going to his kids' games tomorrow because of football. No. Now, a couple things. For, firstly, Ben was in a tournament. Was supposed to be in a tournament this weekend. It was canceled because of the weather, so it's not happening. All right. I had said on my morning show earlier this week. I said if they make the championship two o'clock on Sunday afternoon, I will not go because I'll be home watching football. And this this K went crazy about it, and everyone that this savage takes him. How dare he? You know, the kid probably plays 60 baseball games a year. <laughs> I probably go to 58 or 59 of them. He has practiced two, three, four times a week. I go and sit there at every single one. I'm sorry. I'm not missing football Sunday. The fact that you have to rationalize this. I don't have to rationalize anything. I mean, it's amazing. And then, by the way, so not that it makes it shouldn't make it better or worse. It should be unchanged. But just thinking through the lens or looking through the lens of Dave Rothenberg, you look at the, the schedule for week eight. When do the Giants play? Monday. At what time? What does it matter? It's Monday. Monday at 8, 8, 8 p.m., right? Right. 8.15, yeah. 8.15. Uh, a game you can watch on ESPN and the Manicast on ESPN, too. Wow, what a, what a company guy. All right, so guy. this, so the, the championship games would have taken place when? Uh, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, so not Monday at 8.15, but 2 no. o'clock on Sunday. Right. And you can't find a way to be there. I mean, I could. I didn't want. I don't it, want to. It's disgraceful. It might be. It's, it's poor parenting. Well, you can say what you like. I feel fine with it. I feel completely comfortable with that. condemnation. And I would do it again. And your now, wife fortunately, leave you. fortunately for me... The tournament was canceled, and I don't have to Fortunately deal with that. for you, this yeah. had nothing to do with you. This yeah, is a championship weekend, me. and you can't go out there and watch a couple of games. You I, was gonna, I was going to wake up at 5.30 Sunday morning and get him to an 8 o'clock game and watch that game. And then Dude, when that game can, ended, I was going to leave. It's 2021. You have multiple like devices you can pull up these I, games I'm not, on. It's not my comfort zone. Okay, I need to be in front of the TV. <laughs> I need to have my computer on my lap. I need to have the screen that has the eight games at once. I have to have a, 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 the, the, the audio on, on a specific game. All right, it's very serious, and I'm not exaggerating. I need to be in my comfort yeah, zone. I know. What, what are uh, Panthers, Falcons, they're going to do if Dave, watch, Dave Rothenberg's not watching that game? I, w- I want to watch it. Nah. I, I have Cordaro Patterson in a fantasy league. I want to see what's going on with that. Yeah. I, I like to watch every game. You've got so Cordell Patterson. I want to watch every game, and now I'm John Dillinger. You've got- Why? 
who he who played baseball, by the way. You've got Patterson in a fantasy football league. Great. That's right. You've also got a child playing in a championship game. Could be the biggest game of his but life. But he doesn't. But not it didn't even come to pass. Okay. It's a non-issue. It's water under the bridge, as they would say. Let, let, can we go to a call? I didn't want to open up Pandora's box, and of course you have to rip it wide open. <laughs> Lou and Manalapin. Lou, you're on 98.7. I'm sorry you had to hear that, Lou. Hey, how's it going, Dave? First, I'm, I'm doing first fine. Things first, I want to say, fall ball stinks, so any reason to get out of fall ball as a, as a parent, I can only imagine as football is the best and and – the most opportunistic. But they don't. Uh, they, they don't understand. They, they don't. They don't. They and, don't and understand. They don't get me. And, they don't. They don't understand. I'm a man on an island at the station. You're you're town for town the best guy on the station, and you only get like that, Dave, only because you watch every game on Sunday. All the others, they do things on their weekend. I don't. I don't. You know, have a doubt that, you know, you're the professional that you are because you watch those games. Thank you. You're very nice. Again. I appreciate that. But I wanted I wanted to get into that Knicks point that you started with. Um I think that it's just in the New Yorker uh the New York sports DNA that, you know, every time, you know, a team comes out and they and they impress us or they look like they could be something, everyone always like either panics that they're not doing enough and they think they're better than they are, or they panic that they should be doing more. And like you know, the Knicks have been the, the biggest blessing for New York sports as far as, you know, the beginning of their season has come because as Jeff fans and, and, you know, you're a Giant fan, you know, you can't sit here and wait for Sunday and Monday, you know, to watch those teams. But every other night you get to, as Spike said, every other night you get to watch a team that looks like they're, they're in a much better place than they even were a year ago. And last year they surprised everyone. So now I guess the expectation is that, Every game, they're going to be able to blow out a team, which, you know, let's be real. This is still the New York Knicks, and we and and as long as that's the case, you know, they'll find ways to to you know disappoint us. But right now, it, everything's been perfect. So you know, I'm great. Well, but no, it's not perfect. And thanks yeah. for the call, Lou, because they're they're not winning games the way people would like, which to me is remarkable. The Knicks are winning games. It's not the way that people want, so they're going to freak out about it. I said it's, it's an embarrassment, and, and a win is a win is a win. Now, would you like it differently? Sure. But to get so upset about it, a team that hasn't won in, in forever, and now they are? Silly. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, RJ Bell. It is the Rothenberg Bell Power Hour here on 98.7 ESPN. And the questions are, I mean, every single phone line that we have, RJ, lit up waiting to participate in the football frenzy. I just wonder, Dave, are we being fair or not letting them give me, like, five seconds of love? Adulation? Yeah. No, that's not that's not the way the frenzy works. If you need that, okay. I'm, I'm sure you can get that in Vegas. We're not doing that. I was that. thinking of them, but I was thinking of the audience. But go ahead. Never mind. You know what they can do? If they really have something pressing that they need to tell you, they could tell Ty as he's screening the call, and he could pass it over to you if you need your ego to be. Uh, it's not the same, though. 
Yeah, it's not. All right, let's go. Here we go. You guys know how it's done. Don't say hi. Love the show. How you doing? Mike and Lindbrook. Mike, you're on the frenzy. Are you going to be watching the Manning cast of the Giants game Monday night or the regular broadcast? Uh, I will be watching the regular broadcast. And I said this this week, RJ, and I, tell me if you agree. I, I've, I've heard great things about the Manning cast. I, I heard it's very entertaining, excellent on ESPN2. It's, it's overwhelming for me. I don't, I don't want to watch football and have like a, a, one of the boxes have Eli, one of the boxes have Peyton, and the guest is in another, then the game is in another. I just want to watch the game on one screen and have the announcers off screen. So that will, that's what I will be doing. Now, I wonder, is this you being savvy politically within ESPN where you're saying you don't want to, you know, like uh, disrespect, no. you know, the, the multiple talent that's, okay, okay. No, it, no I, I, don't, I don't think I am savvy when it comes to playing the game at ESPN. I think I'm, I, I I'm, never thought you were. That's no, what I'm surprising. No, I'm ignoramus, and this is just me being me. Okay. My thought here quickly is, in general, the football fans are going to watch regardless. So something like the Manning cast is going to bring in potentially those that are fringe fans. I like the Manning cast just because I feel like you're getting more really X's and O's insight that, you know, no one, you know maybe Romo does a little bit, but in general, the mainstream announcers don't do. Oh, well, listen, I, I'm sure it's great. I just, it's too much for me, and I, I can't handle it, and I will be locked in on ESPN. So that's just me. Um, where will you be locked in on, by the way? No, I was saying I, I'm, I'm more of a Manning cast. You're a Manning guy? Okay. Uh, let's go to yep. Mark in East Elmhurst. Mark, you're on the frenzy. On the analysis of Buffalo-Miami, what about the factors of Buffalo coming off a bye and motivation from the Titans' loss? I brought those two things up, but go ahead. All right, so the thing about a buy is, in general, buys are a huge advantage for road teams and neutral pretty much, at least against the spread, for home teams. Now, why that is, I don't know. But, I mean, I can, I can guess because a lot of the negatives of travel is fatigue and having a, a little bit shorter of a week because you've got to travel one of the days, but it's not – an effect, uh, you know, that effect gets wiped when, when you have a buy. Um, motivation, I, here's the question, though. If you lose a game like that and then now you're a 14-point favor, do you feel like you can even get redemption, or does it feel like this game's kind of perfunctory? So, listen, Buffalo, whenever you take a big dog, you can lose by 30 easy. But I, I, it's hard to say this line should be 14. I think more than half the time it falls short of that. Andy Rockland, you're on the frenzy, Andy. The Buffalo Bills finished the season with a top three offense and a top three defense. Well, they certainly could. Um, their offense is really good, and their defense gets after the quarterback, and their schedule's not not all that tough. I would say yes, top three offense, top th top three defense as well. What's their big win, Dave? Um, who have they beaten? They beat Houston, which I, I don't think you consider to be a big win. I mean, obviously Kansas City looked like the big win. Yeah, well, they, they, but they beat up Kansas City. But now in hindsight, City. was it? No. I, but I don't know, was I don't it? know that they, in, in fact, have a big win. But they were dominate, or they got beat handily by the Steelers. Oh, they lose a touchdown a point game. Well, but when you're a seven-point favorite. Well, it was a bad loss, I agree. And they lose a coin flip to Tennessee, so let's not overreact. 
I think Buffalo's downgraded from the be- from the beginning of the year by a, like a half point or a point. Really? See, I don't. Agree I mean, with if that. you act, if you actually look at Josh Allen's numbers, he is significantly down. He's in that like eight to twelve range right now. Which again, he was top three last year, and the defense I think might be a fugazi. So uh-huh. I'm a skeptic on the Bills. So right now, and we'll get to more of the calls in a moment on the frenzy. Give me in order from one to to the Bills, your favorites to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Ooh, the favorites to go to the Super Bowl in your in the mind. AFC. Yeah. Hmm. Well, why don't we do this, Dave? I actually did my power ratings this week. And I have the, that sheet in the other room. So why don't we do this? On the commercial, yep. I'll grab my sheet, and we'll do that to lead I, off the I next love segment. The, 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 where the Bills land on R.J. Bell's odds to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Danny, Long Island. Danny, you're on the frenzy. R.J., Dave shocked his New York listeners by telling us that this Sunday, Dave's son has a championship playoff game at 2 o'clock in baseball. But Dave would not attend and would instead be staying home watching football. Should Dave be at the game, or should he be home watching football? Ooh, that's not that's a great question. It's, not, it's, not, it's inaccurate. Oh. First, firstly, I said, why? It, well, I'll tell you why. I said if they advance to the championship game, it would be at 2 o'clock. It was for starters. Secondly, the entire tournament has been canceled because of weather and, and the fields are just not playable. Thirdly, the rest is accurate. I, I said that I would <laughs> not be going to his championship game if it were to happen because I'd be home watching football. Correct. All right, so Dave, first off, this is buying you. This would have bought you some real cred with the hardcore fans. So why are you? Why you don't need to say right now the game got canceled. Say that's the you know that was the intention and let it be. Well, I, I'm not going to lie to the people. I mean, the, the tournament got canceled. So that 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 Sophie's Here's Choice decision. I've got the, some strong. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. I've got some strong feelings on this. What, what I'm a feel? believer in the following. You should go to enough games that your kid knows you care, but not so many games a kid thinks you don't have a life. See, this is the beauty of you. If he plays 60 games, RJ, I probably go to 58 of them. I go to every That's single practice, many. and I take him to— too ma- Oh, my God, every single practice? I sit there, yeah, the because I'm, I'm dedicated, and I'm, a, I'm that kind of father. Oh, my God, it's called a helicopter father. No, I don't, I don't sit there and, and, and scream at him during practice. I don't say but a you're word. There. I, I want to. I want to be there. How old, how old is he? Uh, Fourteen. Oh my gosh, he doesn't want you there. Oh, he loves me. The doors. How's me. he gonna put it, like dip in? <laughs> I'm I'm very pro dip. It's fine. <laughs> very pro dip. All right, let's take one more. Fran and Massapequa. Franny, you're on the on the frenzy. Can the Chiefs be fixed, or are they done? Oh, that's a nice question. I like it. Good job, Fran. What do you got? Was that a robot? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a computer. You know, we get so many, so many robocalls now that, that now they are infiltrating, yes, calling on to the show. I, I tell you, this is a really sophisticated question or answer. By necessary. the robot, yes. Because, very well done. Because, well, hey, they got the computer power. On one hand, this is a narrative you've heard. That, that is not correct, but it's close. It's, hey, Patrick Mahomes, maybe he's pressing a little bit. But if you actually look at his turnover-worthy play rate, he's actually throwing slightly less turnover-worthy play, you know, plays, passes, etc. And thus, the turnovers have been bad luck. 
because there's a big element of luck and turnovers. But if you look at the PFF grades, you would say, no, he's actually got slightly less turnover-worthy plays. That's his bad luck. And other than the turnovers, the offense is great. So that's the narrative. Here's the difference. If you actually dig in, and this is something that the PFF guys were talking about on their podcast, is he has more, they have three different levels of turnovers, right? They all go into the bundle of turnover-worthy plays, but the third level is like 80% to be a turnover. The second level is like 50. The, the first level is like 30. He has so many more of the triple turnover plays that it just makes sense that he's getting more. And I'm a little worried that he's going back to his Texas Tech days of feeling like he's got to carry the whole team. And because of that, he's erratic. So if the rest of the Chiefs step up, I think Mahomes can get better control of himself. Otherwise, I think it's a big question. Wow. 